All right. Um, hey, guys, real quick. It's Michael again. I'm back today. Today I'm here with uh, my roommate and best friend, LaVentry, and Victoria. Victoria's kind of sick. So. He's your roommate and best friend. You're my best friend, too. I don't have to say that about you. They already know about you. But anyways, um, we're here today. Victoria's a little sick. Um, we were already talking, so I'm just going to keep going. Uh, you guys will pick it up from here. Victoria, you said it's just been in our minds to, to see and think like that. So yeah, continue for so that. So we're kind of talking about racism. And I was saying that, you know, I work at a hospital um, and I take pictures of me by me. So I get a list at the beginning of the day and basically the list just has last names and then it has the day the baby was born and if it's a boy or a girl. That's all I know. So I mean, like, you know, just by somebody's last name, you're not going to know what race they are, you know, like what kind of room you're walking into. I mean, you could walk into a room. Like, I've walked into some rooms where it reeks of weed, and I'm about 99% positive that the mom is on, like, either heroin or cocaine, and, like, you know, there's some rooms that are, like, DHS rooms, and then, like, there's other rooms that are, you know, like, severe, like, white privileged people, they've been married for five years, they planned this baby, they have two other kids, they're financially stable, they have their house, you know, and, like, or, you know... You walk into rooms with two dads or two moms. I mean, you just never know. And so it's, I was talking about how, like, even though, like, I try to educate myself and, you know, I try to be, like, a, an aware person that, you know, like, it's even still hard. Like, even if you know that racism is <coughs> in the world and you know that, like, you've been programmed to have these prejudices, you know, or I don't know how you say that, but, like, since you were a kid, it's, it's still hard to, like, get rid of them. Like, your brain automatically goes back to it, you know. So, like, if I walk in a room and it smells like weed... I immediately, instead of going, you know, like, hi, my name's Victoria, I'm a fellow baby photography, do you want to have your photos done today? Instead, I'll word it, hi, my name's Victoria, are you interested in purchasing fellow baby photos today? Because I work off commission. So if they're not going to buy photos, I don't want to waste my time. But it's hard to, you know, I find my, I catch myself saying, you know, like, am I doing this because of the vibes that I got from the room, or am I doing this because of the color of their skin? You know, did I walk in and, like, didn't see, you know, a Mac computer on the table or, you know, like any, you know, those, those cues that say, oh, these people have money, they're going to buy pictures from me. Or did I walk in and did I see, you know, like maybe a Hispanic family that has five other children in the room and say, oh, do you want to purchase photos? Because you know, they've got five other kids <coughs> probably don't have the money, but you know, for all I know, they could be, they could live in a mansion, <laughs> you know, like I have no idea. And so it's, it, just, it was really eye-opening is what I was saying that when I started working there that it really opened my eyes to all these different you know when I walk into the room like try not to have like those those preset mindsets and just like being open and willing to photograph everyone and to have that fun experience with them yeah I, I like what I like when she said she said working in a hospital finally kind of got me to open my eye to that kind of thing mm-hmm. I've served like all my life and so with serving from, I, from a statistic standpoint as serving, I really get to see um, how much of each people come into the restaurant, um, you know, which people are the meanest and which people mm-hmm. are like the hardest to deal with. Mm-hmm. And like, so obviously when we're around in today's society, you're talking about being brought up, you know, we have these stigmatisms with us or stigmatisms with us about people. And so like when you see, when you see a black guy walking down the street with like saggy pants and a bunch of chains and a big t-shirt, like, you know, what are you thinking? He's probably like, you're probably thinking like he's a, a thug or something, probably smells like mm-hmm. weed, probably not gonna be very nice, right? Well, come to find out as a waiter, like, I found out, like, I've had more, like, those guys that walk in are usually, like, a lot nicer to me and a lot more, like, bro, you ready to get off? Like, yeah, I'm ready to get off, bro. Like, they're a lot more, 
relaxing and like almost not caring as you think they'd be. Like I've had more problems with white families and older people than mm-hmm. I have had with the minorities. When I say minorities, I mean Hispanics or any other people other than white. Mm-hmm. I've had more problems with white than the minorities. You know, mm-hmm. popular. I mean, you know, contrary to popular belief of where you think the problems would be, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this is why I like the book part because you know people need to see this. Yeah. People aren't because it's like the whole who's getting. Uh, like who may, who kills more people, black people or white people? There's more there's more murders with white people committing the murders than there are with black people. Mm-hmm. But we don't think that. We just we're taught to believe the other way around. But if you go look at the criminal <laughs> rates and stuff, like the whites are up it, yeah. right? And it's like, well, why do we think the other way around? Because that's what society has taught us to do. I'm curious though. I mean, I want to look it up. I don't. I don't want to be like too technical or anything. But like, obviously like proportionally speaking is it actually because i mean obviously like there's more white people in america so like if there's if there's two hundred thousand white people and you know fifty thousand black people like obviously white people would kill more people because there's (coughs) so you know you have to look at the percentage rate or the proportion (coughs) really know but i'm I'm still certain that it would be white people i'll tell you what (laughs) i'll tell you what i hate (coughs) you may have saw this in church you may have saw it too there was this black girl who was speaking one time on camera in an interview to somebody, and she said, quote unquote, something like, uh, you know, when African American person, when we walk into a room and we see another African American person, they're like, we have this, we make this eye contact, and there's like this unspoken thing of like, hey, we're still in this together. No, you know? I, I believe that. And like, it's but fair. I believed her when she said that too, because I was like, I bet some still feel that way. Like, some do still feel like, you know, like, I would too. I sometimes don't like it's, certain it's people. It's very big that when you walk into a room with very few African-Americans in there in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, not only are them, you're the minority, you're the minority in that room as far as, like, numbers. Yeah. So, when you're making eye contact with these different black people, and it's kind of like, <coughs> yo, you know, we're in here, mm-hmm. you know, like, we, we're succeeding, we're, we're making it, or we're doing something, you know. I just, that the fact that that exists is what I hate. Yeah. You know, like if you shouldn't have to feel that way. Mm. Yeah. That's what I don't like. Uh-huh. That's what I want to change about everything. Mm-hmm. Is I want someone to walk into a room and be like, "Hey, another yeah. person." Yeah. Not just, "Hey, that one's brown. That one's white. <laughs> that one's black. That one's small, that big. One's you know, whatever." Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I had a a really cool experience um, before my freshman year of college. I had to. For this scholarship that I wanted, I had to attend this like three week program, and it was the program was horribly structured, and oh, it was this <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But anyway, the this, the purpose of this program was <coughs> to help those with <coughs> Stop. specifically um, like uh, minorities to help them like get better test scores so that they could make higher ACT and get more scholarships. That was the goal of this program. Um, I knew or had met. I had several friends that were in it, and they convinced me to apply for this program, and I got into it even though I wasn't a minority. I mean, they obviously weren't, like, exclusively for yeah. minorities, so they, they did accept other people, and I'm very grateful that they allowed me to be a part of this program. But um, so the, Sit. Stop. the three weeks of the program, we lived... I think he knows you don't feel good. Yeah, I think he does, too. Um, but so we lived on campus for three weeks. He really just, like, and, I don't know, he's being really sweet to me. But so we lived on campus for three weeks, and I was one of three white people at this program out of 250. 
people. So it was, it was a really, really interesting experience for me because there had never, ever been another time in my life where I had ever walked into a room and, and been the like, only white person. And you felt like, wow, and I I'm kind of out of place. place. Yeah, I felt out of place and I felt, I was like, oh wow. God, I can like, only imagine this? that experience. See, like, see, that's how you feel like, trying to think about that. I know, and that's, like, every yeah, day. and that's exactly what it made me realize. I was like, wow, like, if this is, this is how uncomfortable I feel. And it's not even, like, the uncomfortableness of being around a lot of black people. It's just that, like, Obviously, like, every race is going to have, like, their own culture. You know, like, white people have the way, you know, the it's white people the have, it's even just, like, food. You know, like, white people have their food that they eat, Hispanic have they, their food that they eat, like, even down to just that stuff. But, like, also just, like, culture, like, the music that you listen to, the things that you mm-hmm. talk about, the people that you know, the movies that you like, those things are all different no matter which race you go Girl, to. Girl, yes. And so, like... It wasn't even just that, like, oh, I'm around a lot of black people, I'm uncomfortable, or, or I'm scared. Because I wasn't scared. Like, I knew all of them. They're all really amazing, yeah. great people. But it was just that, like, they were all so different from me. And it just made me realize, like, wow. Like, this is what... Because I was in AP classes my whole time in high school, you know. Like, <coughs> this is probably what every, you know, like, black person in my classes felt like. You know, like, because there was usually only maybe, like, one or two, if that in those classes and so it just like really opened my eyes and it was really I'm really glad that I had that experience like because it's really it, beautiful what Kellen she was talking about it comes down to like if you put if you were to put um if you were to put any living creature in the middle of a room and then surround it with five different other creatures mm-hmm. okay but one of those creatures was the same one as it okay it's obviously gonna walk to the one that just looks like it yeah. right yeah it's the same thing with like it's the whole mind. I think that's what minority is. Like when you went there and you were you were small, you you are used to the small two, you know, one of three. Mm-hmm. When you saw like two other white people, you're like, well, that's like my people. I like, kind of yeah, and that's why I hung out with the whole lot. time that I was there. You know exactly. And that have you guys? There's a show, and if someone on this podcast can remember the name of it, or if one of y'all can, it's on Netflix or somewhere or YouTube, or YouTube. That's on YouTube. I was watching it one night in bed, really late at night. There's this white guy, and apparently, so I didn't know this, but there's schools around America still that are like primarily for african-american students like that way they can feel comfortable at school like literally like there's still like some around there like legitimately all african-american um and it's really neat but they're not like like specifically okay you can't come here if you're not mm-hmm. it's just that most of them go there for a sense of comfort yeah you know what i'm saying <clears throat> and they're talking about it well this white kid was like i want to go to that college it's a community college and well he did and he was the only white person in the entire school and this whole video was like how he felt, how they felt about him coming, and stuff like that. And they were just honest and straight up. And but everybody liked him. You know, they loved it. He was a good guy. He he felt comfortable. He had good friends. But the the people there, they're also honest. And they were like, you know, yeah, we don't mind him coming, but we also, you know, we don't want like all of them to start coming over here. You know, and like, because <laughs> yeah. then that's what happens is they take over and then we're no yeah. longer here. Yeah, and then you know how you no longer have. And that that's place of exactly refuge. you have no that you no longer have the place of comfort. Yeah. And that dates back to, like, prehistoric times, back to, like, my Native American heritage, where, like, you know, we're just sitting here, and all the white people came in and take all the Native Americans' territory. Mm-hmm. And, like, now they outran us. Mm-hmm. You know? There's, speaking of, like, comfort. But whatever that YouTube is, we all need to watch that again, because yeah. it was such a good, it was such a good. It sounds like it was good. There's a, uh, a quote that, when I was uh, at a summer intensive, I took a choreography class, and the teacher, her name is uh, T. Lang, she... Her dad used to always tell her this, and she told it to us, and it's to this day still my favorite quote. And so we used to tell her, there's no growth in comfort, mm-hmm. and no comfort in growth. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like the reverse. Like obviously, if like, <laughs> like you know, if I hadn't had that experience, I would have never, you know, like felt. I would have never had that experience as a. Obviously, I'm not a minority, but like in that situation, I was the minority, you know. And so like, I was very uncomfortable, but it allowed me to grow, and then vice versa. So it's like, you can't grow without being uncomfortable. But and like, if you always stay comfortable, you'll never grow. It's <coughs> true. It's true. Um, it's, it's really beautiful. You need to talk elementary. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was just about to start saying something. All right, guys, and here's elementary for the show now. <laughs> Coming in, it's like it's it's not that I'm going back and thinking about it because you know I I've experienced so many different racial things growing up. You know, I I grew up with family that was bougie. I grew up with the other side of family that was ghetto. Yeah. I was always pulled between the two, and I was not to mention I was the kind of kid who did choir I did theater mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. not only that I played football and sports I didn't know you played so, football yeah, yes baby I loved it, it. I played I love love my sports and basketball I used to be playing the ball up yes. sometimes yeah huh don't ball up with me he said don't ball up with me <laughs> podcast that one later guys <laughs> so it's like I just remember always growing up you know people telling me <clears throat> oh, you act white. You have all your white friends. My choir, mm-hmm. my theater friends. Oh, no, nah, man, you black. You come hang with us. You know, I knew how to act mm-hmm. whichever way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's upsetting that I have to choose right. how I have to act. But between that and then, between all that, you know, I've learned since I started college. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be me mm-hmm. if I'm with white people or if I'm with black people. Yeah. I'm just going to be me. And whoever I gravitate to, that's what I gravitate to. Because be honestly, why can't we just... See, I love that. Just, you know... Mm-hmm. Well, and I wonder, and like, this is just me wondering. I don't necessarily... Wait, can we this. just take note? I want everybody to hear that again. That's really beautiful. You know, he said... And eventually, just take note, and he said, he said, I'm just going to be me and then gravitate to whoever. So, just take that with y'all. Yeah. But anyways. But I mean, because like... Obviously, like, I'm going to act differently around my different friends. Like, majority yeah. of my friends are white. And, um, but, like, I'm going to act differently around Lauren than I'm going to act around, like, say, one of my other sorority sisters. You know, mm-hmm. like, just because we have different experiences. Leo. <coughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry guys. Oh. Our dog is being real. Yeah, there's one more. Uh, actually, there's a couple more, I guess. There's Leo. He's in here, too. Uh, Lassie, she's sleeping. And Theodore, he's... Somewhere else. <laughs> Those are our pets, by the way, guys. Oh, does she? And Leo knows that I'm sick, so he's like pawing at me, trying to make me feel better. But yeah, you know, so like it's even like I feel like you don't have to choose. You know, like if you want to hang around your theater friends and mm. act however you want to act, whether you want to call that acting white or just that's how you act around those exactly. people. Like you yeah. know, it's not even like acting white and acting ghetto. It's just like like I said, like this is how I act around Lauren. Mm-hmm. This is how, because I have two, I have two best friends named Lauren. So like, you know, one Lauren, I'm gonna act one way because we have our sorority and all that other stuff mm-hmm. that you know, like we have that connection. But then like my other best friend Lauren, she, you know, I've known her for years. So like we have a longer history and like we have different things that we joke about because we've been friends since like middle school. <coughs> so like our relationships are different. So it's not even like oh I'm acting white with one Lauren and I'm acting ghetto with the other Lauren yeah. mm-hmm. it's just like this is how I act around these friends and that's okay like I, I don't even really feel like you have to choose but I mean correct me if I'm wrong how do you feel about that yeah I, 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 I feel you I feel you I feel where you're coming from uh-huh. I really do I guess I'm just more of like a uh, if I act 
if I go home and be around like my more ghetto family, mm-hmm. you know, I guess you would call that black. Mm-hmm. And if that is this upset that we have to call that black, why can't it just be the just the more ghetto, more ghetto family? Or that's just <laughs> but it, or, 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 or it's just it's just who they are, you know. There's always racism within racism within racism. Exactly, yeah, right. Never ending loop keeps, of it. Never ending loop. You know, I, I can't act that. I can't act. Um, I guess yeah, what you would consider so. white around them, because all I would get is. Why you acting so white? Yeah. I remember going home my first year of college, and I was around my uh, dad's side of the family, more ghetto family, and I was talking, and my auntie literally said, "Why are you talking so white? Why are you <laughs> Why are you uh, trying to speak all proper? You down here with us?" And oh, I was, I kind of took that like, are, are you not trying to like accelerate my knowledge or accelerate or come right. up with me? Like, yeah. why, don't bring me back what? down to where I, I was before. Yeah. I mean, I thought right there she was literally saying like, why are you trying to talk? more correctly yeah and she like, said that right. stuff like you know like I, as if i was trying to be better than them mm-hmm. but the thing about it was they're black and she said well i'm trying to talk white so apparently yeah. she thinks the whites are better than them already oh, and then that would that, that's, you know? that's that the whole racism loop and that's, that, the that's the whole racism loop. yeah and it's like well, so it's like, why does why does Talking educated have to be associated with being white. No, 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 no. That comes from past. I mean, yes, obviously that comes from. But I'm saying now, like, obviously your family loves you and they want the best for you. Yes, like yes, I understand where it comes from, and I'm not, you know, discrediting that or anything. But like, you know, why? Like, if if you're talking proper and you know, like, educated, then that doesn't have to be talking white. Like, it can just literally you being being more educated. testimonies and watching YouTube and stuff like that that like like you said like she was like why are you talking white you know it's like so it's almost like she didn't want you to advance or like mm-hmm. you know leave your it's like you're leaving your culture but it's not exactly. like you necessarily left it behind you're just you're growing everybody knows who Morgan Freeman is right? yeah yeah. It's the most beautiful voice in the history of voices oh, yes. to narrate stuff mm-hmm. yes. hey by Boy. the way if you can be on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey yes <laughs> Um, no, so he's, if you guys haven't listened to some of his just speeches, which he does, he's really good. And have you guys ever heard about him talking about Black History Month? Yes, mm-hmm. I've That's seen That's like that my favorite exactly thing ever. I really love it because when he's sitting in the chair and he goes, that, 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 that interviewer goes, so how do you feel on uh, Black History Month? And he literally like, <laughs> what? What do you mean? Black History Month is stupid. We shouldn't have it. You know, why do we have it? Oh my God. He's making a very good point. Like by having that, it's making a line of separation. Exactly. You know what I'm like, we don't have a brown heritage month. Exactly. Where's, the, where's the Mexican you know heritage month? Where's the Asian one? Or the... Yeah. I was just telling... Uh, it's really just something created. Yeah. It was. It, to separate happy. it more. Well, just to make people happy. Like, to yeah. pacify. And uh, now that I'm thinking about it, yesterday I was telling Brian, I was like, you know what? I put this... I have a, a picture of three black women on, the, on my background, right? Uh-huh. And I told myself that's gonna remind me that it's February, it's Black History Month, because I because I, I keep forgetting that it's Black History Month. But my thing is, hell, I'm gonna celebrate, I guess, my culture every day. But I gotta put a picture to remind me that it's a month of just Black people. Yeah, exactly. Like I tell her all the time. I'll tell her. Why all do the time. I have to remind myself about that? Right. I ain't got a white person on my phone saying, okay, right? March. Okay, March. Oh, yeah, white people day. Okay, December. Yeah, okay, another month is still. <laughs> right? Or 
mean, it's like it's like it's like I can tell. It's like, like well, why why can't I just live in a month you, of you February? Get, you only get one twelfth. Yeah, you only get one twelfth of the year. So. <laughs> it's like, but it, <laughs> this is my month. So. Exactly. <laughs> okay. You really don't get Christmas or Easter or anything else. You really just get Valentine's. Oh. Day. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and my birthday. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like, but it's like, it's like, it's like, I tell Victoria all the time, literally like any day of the year, any day of the week, I tell her last year, last month, you know, I'll tell her next month that I love the Hispanic culture. Yeah. Because, you know, my, my, my culture is all about family and loving and just welcoming, right? And then we can celebrate that see, any see, day of the week. And it's like, why, why does, but we don't have a month that says, okay, Hispanic culture month where we talk about family and love a lot. I can do that any day of the year. But y'all know what, talking about that, do you know what would keep racism alive, though? Talking what? Your culture. Yeah. Your culture. You're always going to be associated with a culture which is going to separate us in the first place. That's true. The Mexican culture, the black culture, the white culture, the Irish culture. I mean, I literally just put a title on it, but, but... I mean, I do. That, that's a very good point. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm just like thinking about it. So, yeah, like, you can try to get rid of racism, but if, but if we're talking about the cultures, then we're still it's putting still the there. Line there. Yeah, because look at because like here's like, like not that, saying that we can't down, blend cultures, but you know, it's not going to be as I guess traditional. Exactly, because in reality, if you if you were if you were right now to erase everybody's memory on who they were, what they were, where they came from, anything, and you stuck us in a room, we'd all look at each other and be like, uh, if we were all just standing outside, we'd be like. Okay, then what do we do? Like we need to yeah. do stuff together, and that was it. That's it. Period. We wouldn't know that we're. We wouldn't know that someone's a different color. We would know we spoke the same language, and we could do the same things. And that okay, from here on out, obviously, we just need to work together, mm-hmm. right? But that's without culture and everything, because with culture it comes like I was just saying, with culture, like if you fi- if you have someone that's you know very much into the culture, they're not going to leave, and that creates separation. Because they're not going to want to forget their culture, mm-hmm. right? But this is this goes into a very different topic that we'll have to come to another time. But real quickly, uh, it comes to a different culture, you know. In the spirituality, uh, in the spirituality um, life, we talk about having to let go of everything that you love. And culture is something that you love. And I think that through letting go of culture and everything else that we love, we could eventually find unity. Mm-hmm. But that was a very good point. I do think that culture still causes a lot of separation. And you know what, though? <coughs> you know what's going to be even harder to do that, too? Because even though we can try to stop being racist, we won't to a certain extent. We won't, we won't, we won't never get there. There will always yeah. be something right so there. So, 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 so it's like, how do we keep, like, you know... Sh- Shoveling down to our kids to where we're like we do not teach those cultural so things that separate us. You can't. When your child's born, what do you do? Is, you, get, you put them in school. Okay, well that's the first fuck up right there because when they go into the school, they're already getting taught a bunch of different yeah, things about separation. Going into society, like pretty yeah. much just honestly, when they're in your mom's stomach, when you're in your stomach and you're going around with your mom hearing stuff from people, you, I don't care what you say, your your brain's still hearing mm-hmm. that information. And regardless if you can remember or not, it's still there. Yeah. And like you hear things about separation. There was nothing in that hit. I was like, I hear nothing. <laughs> it's all separation. And so like I think the only way to really bring it back humanity to one unity is to we'd have to destroy that like not I don't want to say destroy, but get I don't know the word, but get rid of everything that we know 
and restart from ground up. That's the only way because if they go through school, they're gonna teach Anything you about they history. Go, if they walk around, if they teach right you now, about history. Boom, yeah. it's done. Racist, well, I mean, right think, there. But think about other countries, like um, my like one of my teachers. There's still racism in the country. Well, there there are, but America is like the worst about it. Oh, but, that, but the yeah. thing is, there may be there, less there others, the... but they're still there. What? Yes. <laughs> but like Germany and the Jews. I'm about to say Germany and the Jews is pretty bad. We didn't do that. Let's do a genocide. Genocide. Not anymore. Yeah, genocide. Okay, we're gonna put that way. Oh, I, mean, I, I bet they still do a little bit. But let, let me quick, because America kind of did that to black people, so I think they're probably yeah. really ashamed of it. Honestly, they're pretty much brainwashed. I bet they're a lot more forgiving than we are. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I had this teacher. She was Hispanic. I can't remember where she was from, but you know where she was from. There was white people, Hispanic people, black people, mm-hmm. like very mixed race there, and like she said that she came here and she'd never like once in her country ever been looked at. Like, there wasn't really a majority there. Like, everyone was just kind of, like... Yeah. She said that there was no... Like, just pretty much everybody's colorblind, you know? And it, like... She came here, and she was like, wow. Like, it's completely different. Yeah. So... I'll tell you what, robot. Robot. America is the meanest country on Earth. And this is how. Not, Not only do we have the most racism, the most diversity, and the most separation, the most segregation, the most, like, anything... They they had I don't know if you I'm even showing you this but they had a robot, which only means of transportation robot. was to hitchhike off of people's vehicles. They would sit on the side of the road just with a thumb out, and someone would pick it up and take it to its next destination. But its goal was to just see its goal its goal was just to see how far it could make it through Germany and different countries. It made it through like five different countries. Not even like a week into its America's journey, it was torn apart and thrown all over the streets. Oh my god. <laughs> like if that doesn't show you what the fuck like we don't care about like that is so funny they, like, you know exactly <laughs> but it's, it describes us because listen they're like in other countries the people are like let's pick it up let's see how far we can get this thing when it gets to America it's like bro fuck this thing let's take it apart and see what's in it like hello America this is what we're doing that's what I'm saying though. Like, no other teenagers <laughs> did it in like five other. You know how many people? You know how many countries they oh. went through? You know how many people they went through? Man. But not even seven days <laughs> in this motherfucking place, <laughs> and people tearing it apart. <laughs> I, no, I would be. I would hear it too. I was laughing my ass off when I saw that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought y'all was going to America. Yeah, I thought we were going to come out through here. <laughs> It didn't even make it nowhere. Y'all better stop the fuck out, y'all. We gonna tell your ass the shreds with loans and everything. Yeah. I wonder though. I wonder but the though. pictures of it was it just arms scattered on the road and the tail. Man, over here. somebody hit it with their car. <laughs> even if it didn't get hit by a car in the four other countries. That just shows America's driving sucks too. If it didn't get hit by a car, that poor person. What if they did it by accident? Robot. Like, robot hitchhiking. I would not pick up a robot. Sorry, I'm not gonna say that. If I see a robot with this self sticking out, I'm gonna be like, okay, first, what kind of world do I live in where robots are hitchhiking? I'm like, hitchhiking in my car. I'm sure that's what that person said. Robot probably got the press and walked out in the middle of the road. Yeah, he said, fuck this country, bro. There's some shit over here. What if somebody was on acid, though? They could have been on acid, saw a robot on the side of the road. 
There's a lot of things. That's not their fault. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's funny that that robot happened to get hurt as soon as it stepped touch in America. I mean, it is. It is. You can go a lot of different ways with it, but I mean, long story short, though, you know, because we're really running out of time here in this podcast, but real, you know, real quick though, I mean. Obviously, there's still going to be a lot of racism and separation. Obviously, I think we've came to an agreement that the only way to fix that is uh, starting from the ground up. <laughs> robot making the country. <laughs> His hot train's still over there. Oh, and a week into America, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shit? It went through five countries. Oh, damn. It got to here. And the Who brought it here? How'd they get that? Not even the wheat in America. They even brought over a plane and shit, but it's still got to. I'm just saying, how'd they get it here though? Like, can oh my god, transport a robot? There's, TSA's gonna be like, what the fuck? Is this? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what are you bringing this on the airplane for? What's the fucking? What is this? A mechanical terrorist? Electronic terrorist? No. Yeah, like, do you buy a ticket or you put in a suitcase? What's going on? The robot probably got through when Trump had the government shut down and nipped the other. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have to give a background check. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Government shut down, the robot dragged the guy. Oh, shit. Real quick, guys. Hey, before we end, uh, love, spread love, spread good vibes. And uh, remember, I guess the only way we start for now is to uh, from the ground up. And uh, if you guys see a robot, please don't kill it. <laughs> please, <laughs> pick it up. Uh, please pick it up. Please be nice. Uh, okay, let's spread uh, good stuff. Uh-huh. Um, again, this was Michael's podcast, Extra Dimensional, and Victoria and Adventure. Yo. And. We'll uh, see you guys later.